Welcome everyone to the 67th episode of the Politically Entertaining with Evolving Randomness podcast, or you could call it Peer for short. This is your host, Illusion Empire. So, happy Valentine's Day. Um, and this is a holiday that normally gets associated with commercial-style romance, taking loved one out to dinner, but this holiday doesn't have to, you know, gear towards romance. It could be, you know, loved one in the family, like the mother, father, brother, sister, what have you. doesn't have to be romance. It's just love, and love is broader than romance. But the American mainstream media has done such a good job at screwing that up. Just watch a couple of romantic movies and you'll see what I'm talking about. Or you're just one of those who just falls for every crap on TV, then God help you. And um, my personal opinion, which I'm going to be quick about, I don't agree this should be a holiday because love should be every day. And this is just a commercial scam, in my opinion, just to try to get people to buy, you know, love one gifts or whatever. Appreciation and love should be every day. So that's why I disagree with that. But that's my opinion. But anyways, enjoy. Um, if you're in New York, watch out for the ice because it won't be nice if you're not cautious. Alrighty then. Sorry, let's get to the business at hand here. So what do we got here? We got a couple of political items. I'm not going to overstuff you with politics like I did in the last episode. And there was a lot of political stuff there. Believe me. Was check out the 66 episode. So she bought Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez vocal profile. That was pretty lengthy. And I couldn't even get deep into some of the stuff. Because we went over time. It was a bunch of stuff on her, but I give you the basics and what her background, what she has done, and some of her phony track record. But anyways, what do we have here for primary politics? We have the not-so-shocking conclusion of the Trump second trial. Even though me, I said that the chances were higher of being convicted. And at the end, it ended up being slightly higher because first impeachment, it was only very few Republicans, and this one, seven Republicans voted in favor of convicting Trump, but that's not enough. Yeah, 57. 57 is not enough. 57 is not two-thirds, and people just can't understand that. You have to reach two-thirds majority. Two-thirds majority simply means 67, not 51. But some people... God forgive me, man. I'm going to be brutally honest here. I have low IQ. They they can't seem to piece that together. This is not a very hard thing. Or it's just that their emotions are so volatile that they can't even do basic math. I don't know. It's very crazy. That's why I'm not on social media as much. The junk and the stupidity I see there is at an all-time high. That's what I have to say, but I'm going off the rails there. Um, and this means a couple of things. Trump could get some former presidential um, privileges like um, Secret Service for Life, getting intelligent briefings. But I'll go deeper into that. That's your first item. Second item I have here is Andrew Yang. So far leading in his theoretical poll among Democrats, and he has a pretty decent lead so far, and he beat some longtime New York politicians. That just tells you national name um, name recognition is very important. I'll get deeper into that. And then we're going to have a a vocal political profile of Nicole Melitakis. She is going to be the third woman, second Republican, I've done I'm trying to be as fair as I can here. I have to include Republicans and Democrats. I'm going to start including independents real soon. Um, and she does have some history, especially in New York City and New York State governments. 
So we get into that. So that's your third and final item for primary politics. For mid-game now, mid-game, we have a little bit of Kingdom Hearts news. And sadly, I could not avoid Cyberpunk 2077. Things has gotten real interesting and for the wrong reasons. Cyberpunk 2077, uh, things are not looking that good over there. Things just continue to get worse and worse and worse and worse. And I try to avoid it, but uh, I don't try hard enough. It, it got too interesting to me. I couldn't resist. <laughs> I've been doing it for a while now, so give me some credit here if you get tired of hearing me bashing Cyberpunk 2077. And then next, I normally don't talk about this series here, but um, this is something that I have to talk about. And I won't be surprised I'll be in the radar, especially some of these woke people who just love canceling others just because of uh, just because they have a different opinion. Having a different opinion does not make you evil unless you actively and openly advocate for hate or indirectly because some of, of smart words you advocate for hate racism death destruction you know those kind of things then i would agree with the woke they're woke people but they can't see people for over stuff that happened 20 years ago 10 years ago well this one it's not that long it's only a couple of months ago and you know this is just very toxic I mean this is just this is very toxic stuff and um even uh, Mr. even the French Prime Minister has um acknowledged that which that's a good thing in my opinion this woke crap is more detriment than great get what the intent was but I still I still agree with it yeah I, I only care about impact I don't care how good your intentions is hell was paid with good intentions okay let's just remember that alrighty then alrighty then normally talk about the Mandalorian I didn't give a damn about Star Wars I still don't give a damn about it now but I have to talk about it because of the implications of her getting fired that's the only reason why. other than that i could care less if that whole franchise just be abolished it's not gonna affect me it'll be just another tuesday for me all right anyways i'm sure i'm gonna get backlash for that because that's a very unpopular opinion what i have on on cancer culture and star wars series I'm pretty sure about that. And people should have unpopular opinions. Those people need to be protected. Not the majority. Majority are already protected with their own tribes. I mean, come on. It's nonsense. This country is going to hell and it's not getting any better. We are becoming a police state. If you don't realize that by now, then God help you once again. I could bash you and insult you, but it's not going to make the situation better. Unless I'm in a very bad mood, I feel like it's gonna get better, but no. In the end, it won't. And I'm gonna talk, and then for a weird topic finale, I'm gonna talk about the Super Bowl. I go a little more in depth by the weekend concert. Forget the commercials. I'm not gonna talk about them that much. Um, and a little bit about the football part. A little bit. I'm not gonna bore you because I'm not a I'm not sport I'm not sport expert. I'm just not. I have to be honest with you there. I'm just not. But I could make some commentary that could be probably entertaining for you, especially if you are Tom Brady. I just supported him because he is controversial. I don't know the support for Patrick Mahomes is a great quarterback, and he has the chance to, he has the potential to surpass Tom Brady. I think so. I think so. Just say he's going to have to work 110% for multiple years straight. So, there you have it. So, these are all your items for this episode. And we are going to reach the first segment right after this sponsor. Anchor is a free podcasting app that is perfect for beginners. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. 
There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast. Anchor will distribute your podcast so that it could be heard in other platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M. I'm going to repeat. It is A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. What are you waiting for? I've been doing this for about a year now. And if you really have the passion to start a podcast, you should do it. It's fun and easy. All right, so welcome, welcome, welcome to the first segment. Let's get this political news over with. So let's get the least... Actually, no. The least exciting one will be the impeachment, to be quite honest, if you want my opinion. So let's get that one over with. Trump's acquitted for the second time. Are you surprised? Hmm. I wasn't, especially my cynical side. I wasn't surprised. The numbers were not in them side. And the reason why he didn't get, um, being, you know, he didn't get convicted because you needed 67 senators to convict them. You only have 57. So you fell short of 10. So them, so all that effort that they put, they only managed to convert two Republicans on their side. I don't think they did the best they could. I'll say the opening case was, I would say, their strongest point, in my opinion. And when I when I heard about the Trump, when I saw the Trump lawyer's defense. I said, okay, it could have either the flattery star, and then it went downhill by him rambling, 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 rambling. David showing rambling, 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 rambling. That's what he did. He rambled on. He rambled on. Why did he rambled on? No, he just thought people was going to get bored and tune out and maybe they'll just fall asleep on him so he won't pay attention. I don't know. It's a psychological tactic. But it was a crappy, crappy opening. It was very crappy. The Trump lawyers and, you know, I see him say you should hire public defenders. (laughs) Which that's very savage for him to say that. So... Stating that, you know, the impeachment managers was uh, Mr. Raskin, Mr. Goose, Mr. Sicilini. Mr. Sicilini was the weakest one of the three. He just rambled on, repetitive as hell. Nagoos and Raskin provide evidence. They provided, I would say, good arguments. The only problem is you couldn't connect Trump. To assignment in the Capitol, at least directly. And that's the thing with um, legal. Once the Republicans use that legal mind frame, they're able to justify ah, in their mind that ah, Trump's not guilty. So morally, he screwed up. I mean, Mitch McConnell gave him that blistering, blistering um, rebuke. Um, so. Out of curiosity, you want to know who the seven Republicans are who voted to convict Trump? Richard Byrd, North Carolina, Bill Cassidy of Louisiana. Those are the two that I say have um, been converted to the Dem side when it comes to this issue. And then the one, and then these are not so surprising. Susan Collins of Maine, Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, Mitt Romney of Utah, Ben Sass of Nebraska, and Pat Toomey of Pennsylvania. Those are not so surprising. Five. So, even though Mitch McConnell, interesting, he acquitted him, but he said Trump's practically and morally responsible 
see that's the part what I uh that sentence I have to agree with he had a responsibility to react more quick he could have done that but he didn't do so he chose to party and on sidelines while the while the craziness was going on that that's a very bad look okay it's a very bad look for Trump of course the Trump team is very happy about that. Um, and then he even said, look, you will not. He said, Trump <laughs> might get tried for other things. And he is not wrong. He's not wrong on that. He, I'm, look, Tisha James is looking into the taxes. I mean, she's doing her thing to try to um, convict Trump. So, I mean, I'll say the closing. I'll say the the Republic, the Trump lawyers were a bit stronger, and they showed how Democrats objected. Very erratically, I must say. I mean, he did a good job of doing that. You know, you saw Maxine Waters, Al Green, and a couple of others. I mean, and even Biden had told him that, in short, this is not his exact words, but I'm just paraphrasing here. So, okay, you know, you have evidence, and they, they, and I mean, especially the House Democrats, they really tried to object to the election. Of course, it's not as high as the Republicans. I'm not saying that. But the way they did it, they were just shouting and convincing him. I had to tell him, nope, 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 man, the amount of, nope, nope, Trump is president. I mean, the, 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 the real crazies is, is in the House of Representatives. Let's just be clear here. The crazy people is at the House of Representatives, the, the, the lower house. Um, the Senate are more polished and refined people overall compared to the House of Representatives. I mean, when it came to the object, which happened the same day's riots, I mean, over a hundred Republican House members objected, and he still didn't get through. So, objection is part of a normal process. But if you don't have compelling evidence for that objection, it's just going to be dismissed. Say, so, yo, know, that's your little unbiased coverage on that. Yeah, doesn't mean he gets to run again. Yeah, as long as he's not convicted of what those other um, pending trials he's going to go through is a fact. Look, not a big Trump fan. But I got to stay facts. If you don't like it, oh well. Okay. Now for Andrew Yang. One I'd actually like more, actually. <laughs> so far, and this is a poll. Can this change? Of course it can. This is the beginning. But by June 22nd, 2021, we're gonna have a primary on this, and that's gonna decide who is gonna be the nominee for the Democrat and Republican parties. Okay. Now, according to this poll, Andrew Yang has 28%. Eric Adams is in second with 17%. Scott Stringer is third with 13%. Of course, there's a lot of other people. I'm running here. But he ain't doing so well. So yeah, so y'all better up your profile, people. You know, and I and I know a union is supporting someone who's probably probably not gonna be up there. Definitely not in the top three so far, but remember things could change. This is just uh this is just a poll. These things could change. I like Yang. Doesn't mean he's gonna win. Okay, I gotta be honest here. 
I'm not going to be one of those sycophants that say, oh, Yang is going to win no matter what, even when New York City blows up. No. No, that's nonsense. That's mentally ill. That's so, so mental. I mean to say that, right? I mean, very, very mental. But. And then, um. I mean, he has a clear message. I have to say, I think that's very helpful. And he has some endorsements. I mean, some high-profile endorsements. He's getting endorsed by Martin Luther King III. Okay. And I would say, you know, I have to say, I think Yang's progressive plan might be the most practical here. This is this is why I'm going to side with the progressive policy. I think it could work. He has an idea about um, how to address poverty. And I'm willing to, uh, you know, be open to that because at least he has a plan. You know, if you just say nice slogans and they don't mean a damn thing. I care about the policy and the impact. AOC, you can learn a little something here. Um, so, stating that, in the Democrat side, I'm leaning towards Yang. I'm leaning towards that so far. But can my mind be changed? Of course it can. I ain't loyal to people. Why should I? I am loyal to a divine entity that's far greater than people. And the name of that entity is spelled dog backwards. Okay? That's what I'm loyal to. Not to people. All right. So, enough of that. Um, and we, and let me just get back to Trump real quick, that, um, he's going to be entitled to those former presidential, um, perks, like, um, you know, getting lifetime of secret service, also getting intelligence briefings. There's a, there's a lot of other perks, but I'm not going to talk about that in this episode, but that's going to be entitled to, and you could potentially run for 2024 if, you know, if he's not caught, if he's not convicted as a private citizen. And Yang, what that article so far is implying that um, having a national profile is very important. Because he is even beating two long-time New Yorkers with a good profile of New York City. Okay? That's what it implies. Doesn't mean he's going to win, but that's a good start. That's all I'm saying. Now let's get to Nicole Militakis. She is a close American politician. What's her current job? She is serving... She's in the House of Representatives. She represents New York's 11th Congressional District. And she represents Staten Island and South Brooklyn. Okay. And then they say she's the only Republican representing portion of New York City. Yeah, because thanks to Staten Island. Um, and she is a daughter of immigrants. See? Republicans got um, immigrant people in their Congress, so them stop with that dumb xenophobic nonsense. Okay, she ran against Mayor de Blasio, or I call him the Dopio, and that's not my idea. That's one one of my favorite people I like to listen to. Call him that, and I'll just take that because I cannot come up with anything better. So, what's her background? She is born November 11th, 1980. Makes her currently 40 years young. And she's a native New Yorker. Her father's from Greece. Mother's from Cuba. And she was raised in Greek Orthodox faith. Okay. She received a... 
bachelor's in arts degree in communication, and she received a master in business administration. Okay. And this is her early political career. She worked as a community liaison to former state senator John Murchie and for 2003, 2004, and former governor George Pataki, 2004, 2006, before election. She was worked in state energy policy. Okay. For Consolidated Edison Company, New York, as we know as Con Ed, public affairs manager. And then this is something I didn't know. In November 2015, Senator Marco Rubio, who is still a senator of Florida, named Latakis New York State Chair for his 2016 presidential campaign. Well, she didn't do that well. Because, uh, if I remember correctly, Trump won that. I mean, the one that did the most terrible was Ted Cruz. He went a single delegate at that time. Okay. All right, all right, all right. So, she does have political experience. Okay. In 2010, she was elected to represent the 60th district in New York State Assembly. All right. I'm not going to mention that. That's not that impressive. I'm right there. She's the first Greek American woman to be elected to New York State office and a first Cuban American woman to be elected in New York State. Ah, you see? And the first person of Hispanic descent to be elected to Staten Island. So, ah, gender identity politics is favoring her here. And even though she's a Republican, okay? So. So she does got some experience, all right. And I remember Mr. Michael Grimm was hot tempered during the beat up the reporter. She was next. She was the next most popular person next to him. But then who took that seat? Dan Donovan. And then got beaten by Max Rose. And then this lady beats Max Rose. Okay. Um, she's pro small business, not for profit organizations. Um, no, Republicans are some Republicans are normally against that in private schools. And then, drum, well, yeah, she is a rising star. Well, this is one of her few failures when she ran for mayor in 2017. Mayor de Blasio here beat her by a lot. I mean, he whooped her. He beat her really, really bad. Okay. The only borough that supported her was Staten Island. She received 70% of the vote. The rest of the boroughs obviously supported guy that I'm not a big fan of. I'm not a big fan of that guy. I'm not a very big fan of him. Okay. So let's uh, get to the 2020 elections, and this is a big highlight of her career. So she decided to run against it's a Democrat incumbent, Max Rose. I already told I already told you about the um, how that, that she beat him. What's the how? Crazy, crazy ads that required foul language. And I'm just gonna quote one of them because this is an adult show. You shouldn't have minors listen to it. Especially when one of the proud women in a New York commercial called Max Rose a fucking liar. A fraud, a puppet of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Ain't saying he's too weak. And Max Rose, he gave a fight because he didn't easily concede. He didn't easily concede. She is a Trump supporter, she is a Trumplican. All right, and but thing is that district, it is the most conservative district in New York City. 
the 11th Congressional District, so it was a good chance that she was going to win it. Okay. I mean, that was a very, very crazy race. I mean, he threw crazy attacks too, Max Rose. I mean, he he did the best he could. You know, he did the best he could. But at the end, the constituents, they want someone who's... They want someone who is a fighter, someone who is not afraid to be a little crazy and radical. Dan Donovan was too polished. That's why he got his ass kicked by Max Rose. Okay. That's just my opinion. All right. And there were her political positions here. All right. Um, she's a Trump, she's a Trumplicate, she voted for Trump 2016, and I'm not surprised at 2020 as well. She opposed sanctuary assist stands for undocumented immigrants in New York City. She opposed giving driver li- driver licenses to undocumented immigrants. She says she's not against abortion, but has voted against taxpayer-funded abortions against New York's um, late-term abortion bill. Um, she says he has a nuanced position. It's not black and white. And she she voted against bathroom rights for transgender people. And she originally opposed um, same-sex marriage. Says she regretted that position and voted to support adoption so she is not as Republican when it comes to those issues because normally they just downright nope get same-sex marriage abortion clean cut they, they don't even bother thinking about the nuances but she's thinking about the nuances here she opposed raising fees on plastic bags that part I agree and she supports reducing bridge tolls I agree with that she posts property tax cuts for seniors and limit increased the property taxes. I agree with that. Yes, I you know I like some of her things here. You know. And then you know, this is something that even some Democrats should agree with her with. She argued that reform property tax would mean wealthier to pay the fair share while poor residents would get a tax relief. And then she's one of those that try to create the Freedom Squad, so to speak, to counter the so-called squad progressive Democrats. They agree with, in quote, I'm going to quote here, that we are a group of Republicans. I love America. We value freedom, liberty, and opportunity. Okay. And then, and then she also wants people to join there, such as, uh, Carlos Jimenez, Maria Elva, Elva Salazar of Florida, and Victoria Spurs. Freedom for the strong economy, less government, that's why families forever oppressive regimes. And then she, of course, taxed her for saying that, uh, and this would be called the Freedom Force. Interesting concept. This is most likely reaction against the squad. How long is it going to last? I don't know. The squad is growing. I think that group is still bigger. They have six members in there. I think six. Yeah, so far, Jamal Bowman and Corey Bush has been the only additions to there that based on them. I'm not sure Mondaire Jones is there, but don't be surprised if he is. Richard, Richie Torres is reluctant, so I'm not going to consider him part of the squad. Um, and then she and the Militakis um, during the the crazy day of the siege, Militakis objected Arizona Pennsylvania electoral votes, but that was disproven. And of course, she voted against Trump's second impeachment. Nicole Militakis. Is she married? No. Okay. So, there you have it. That's... So that's um, Nicole Melitakis 
for you. She's one of the new ones like Dale Marjorie Taylor Green. Well, unlike Marjorie Taylor Green, she's not a full-blown nut. So I defend the Comelotakas as opposed to Marjorie Taylor Green. Marjorie Taylor Green is a nut in my opinion, and I don't even think she should have even been elected, but Given how some of the crazy stuff the, the Democrats are doing, this is why they're countering with craziness. This country's falling apart. Let me just be very clear with you here. It's going to take a holy miracle to restore it at this point. All right. So, this is, of course, the most darkest and negative part of the episode. And things are going to get lighter from here the most part so so what do we learn about Nicole Melotakis oh and by the way what I didn't mention in the VP is that uh, she voted to remove Marjorie Taylor Greene which I mean some things I really agree with her I mean that's why uh, I agree with her on some of these issues and I gotta say I like Marjorie Taylor Greene who brings no nuance to conversations at least Nicole Melotakis wants to hash out details. Oh, so that's all I can say for that. Alrighty then. So this is the end of the first segment. We will reach the second segment really, really soon. Welcome to Mid Game, the second segment of the Peer Podcast. So we only have three items here. Just three. Three, 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 three items. So one is some I've not talked, I don't think about at all. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts. Yep, Kingdom Hearts. They are, um, PC is going to get a whole bunch of games from them. Yeah. And then, um, they're getting, um, Kingdom Hearts 1.5 plus 2.5 Remix. And they're getting Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8, Final Chapter Prologue. And then Kingdom Hearts 3 plus the Remind DLC. And then they get Kingdom Hearts Melody of Memory. Um, so, that's what they're getting. Yep. And you're going to get it by the end of March, PC users. And now, let's get to more bad Cyberpunk 2077 news. Things just continue to get worse for these folks. They did a lawsuit. So how things been resolved. Um, the hackers who successfully penetrated their system are selling their source code to CDPR games and the exploits forum for a million dollars. And they got source codes. Not just for Cyberpunk 27. They're getting it from Gwent. And the Witcher. And he ended up selling the entire kit for seven million dollars. Ooh, this is just damn. Are they willing to sell it for people who are at least gonna shell out seventy seven million dollars for their source code? And then, of course, other into films like Fortune and Mega. But the moderators have been taken and down. The moderators of those sites took it down. And this is when, you know, see Project Refuse comply with the hackers' demands. And so far, I haven't found out who those hackers are. Hmm. 
NSC Project Red is now working on trying to get the law to get to the bottom of this attack and bring those responsible to justice. Yeah, do that. I mean, I was not sympathetic towards them, but in this situation, I am. This is just very, very hideous, to say the least. Very hideous. I have to be honest with you. Very, very hideous. Um, very, 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 very bad about what's going on here. Very bad. Now I sympathize with them on that issue. And then at the dark web got a hold of them. Oof, so that's very ugly stuff. Now we got uh, the Mandalorian news. First time I'm talking about this because of the implications of this person's firing. This is Gina Carino will no longer be part of the Star Wars. Uh, fans don't like her that much. Um, they even um, they hashtag the trend fire Gina Carino. She posted and deleted. And these controversies go back in months. Um, she's been accused of transphobia at the market practice, including pronoun pronouns and Twitter bios. I'm sure sentiments of mocking mask wearing, mask wearing, and fueling COVID denialism. And then she even suggested voter fraud. Yep. And of course, these anonymous sources say they've been looking for a reason to fire her for two months, and they said today was the last straw. Now, um, they've been suggesting this. Add more to this. They've been suggesting Lucy Lawless. If you don't know who she is, she's the woman played on. Xena the Warrior Princess. Um, I was a lad at that time and I liked the series. Great actress, by the way. She's very, she's left. And they want her to replace Ms. Gina Carino, who leans on the right. See the political division here? Um, they don't they don't fire as much lefties on sharing such toxic stuff, but for some reason when it comes to right-leaning people, they tend to fire those faster. And to me, this is a stupid reason to, to, to fire her. But if you want to keep your acting job, I guess you got to be a lot more careful. But if you want to fight for freedom and all that, you're going to have to go through hell. And... And play Russian roulette, metaphorically speaking, because this is what happens. I don't think a person should be fired for tweeting their opinions, but the whole election thing—that's a bit fraught. And COVID denialism—that's insane. To deny the election results and the reality of the virus. It's insane, to say the least. I don't think she should be fired for it. I think she should just be talked to or even give her a little disciplinary action. But this is social media being weaponized against them. And she wasn't particularly popular, so they find it easy to get rid of her. I mean, she does have acting chops. And she's a former MMA fighter, so she has other stuff. And then she has compared. Um, I mean, she's made comments about comparing. Um, comparing persecution, Jewish people, Nazis, hate their political views. Um, it's not there yet, but it's certainly heading in that direction. Certainly heading in that direction, so she's not completely wrong. I mean, you get fired for having a the wrong opinion. This is, I mean, this is technocratic communism here. No, actually, I have something a little better. This is more technocratic oligarchy. This is what's becoming because social media is so powerful 
that the government has not found a way to stop them. And if they can't, they'll be too big, too powerful to the point that they can even topple governments. And U.S. government, um, newsflash, you're not invincible. Stop being stupid. Start following the EU's way when it comes to this issue. Except for, you know, being strict with the memes part. But break up big tech. They won't be surprised um, once this podcast becomes big. Um, they're going to try to take it down just because I... Um, Support breaking up a big tech. I don't. I don't think they should be um, abolished. No, they have great services. Just that they got there. They're just too powerful. We just need to set the tone here that they can't, you know, be. They can't just, you know, cancel someone out. And they are. And they have influence on stuff around the world that they could topple governments. I mean, check in me, Myanmar. Yeah, Myanmar. I'm gonna talk about that the next episode. We get, you know, I'm gonna talk about Myanmar, about what's going on, and more Chinese aggression. So that'll be something for your actually for your next episode, and about Cuomo with the nurse on death toll cover up. That's where we get a lot of data. Uh, when I checked in in May, I remember. So something was up with that, but you know, if you keep hiding things in the dark, it'd be exposed to light. So. I don't want off the rails there, but Gina Carino, she, babe, the last time I check on her, she is going to be collaborating with the Daily Wire. That's the company that um, Ben Shapiro owns and runs. Is a conservative right wing? Yes, it is. They're not doing thing. They're not doing things any better either to to unite. They're just creating their own. Their own economies. It's gonna get to the point that left wing people got their own economy and the right wing people got their own economy, culture, and all that. We split into two countries. One side's gonna get redder and one side's gonna get bluer, which is insane. But I think that's what's. I think that's what's happening here. And the country continues to get more divided, and it hasn't been this crazy since. What's most recent? Most um, modern example I can use since the Civil War. Not so, no. The civil rights of 1960. That's when country was really divided. This is a civil rights, saying civil war. Oh, civil war is another great example too. That shows you. Those are two great examples: civil rights 1960s and the civil war. And the civil war, the civil war two that I predicted has yet um to get fully hot yet. Let's. It has not yet hit climax, but it will if nothing changes. Alrighty then. So what's the wrap up here? So Kingdom Hearts is coming to PC by the end by March 30th. Starbuck 2077 source codes has been sold to um, auctioneers online. Um, and it shall work in a law to um, stop that and bring those dark web people to justice. And the main learn star, you know, she's no longer working with Star Wars, but she has another gig with the Daily Wire. And she's getting fired over having her own opinion. Some of it's irresponsible, to say the least. But I don't think people should just get fired over that. That's because this should be freedom of speech. Let's be America, but we are heading towards police state. Such, I mean, we we already we heading to our communistic, communistic um path, in my opinion. Yeah, have the right opinion to get boosted. You have to can't say this. You can say that. Um, you'd be blackballed if you agree with Trump. And it's ridiculous. So that's my opinion on that. Alrighty then, so this is it for mid-game. And we'll reach the third and final segment very, very soon.
the third and final segment called Weird Topic Finale or WTF for short. So I want to talk about the Super Bowl 55. Yep, Super Bowl 55. This happened a week ago. I know I'm in the late train. I'm in that train that has so much delays, but I finally um, reached this destination. It's metaphoric, by the way. It's not literal. Um, so, what do what do we have here? I'm gonna just get the the football part out of the way. If I was a headliner, I would say Kansas City Chiefs got bucked by the Buccaneers. And why do I say that? Because obviously the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tom Brady is a quarterback. He's a great. I mean, he is a great quarterback. I mean, you don't have to like him. I get it. He's, you know, he cheated once, but he did won seven titles. He is a great. I mean, that's been proven. And he's still playing well in his, in his early 40s, which is, I think, is nearly unheard of. I'm not, you know, I don't have a deep knowledge of football history. I'm just talking about just to talk about it. This is the randomness. So, this was, I like how one announcer put it. I forget his name, but it's not original for me because I'm not the type I like to steal ideas. He said, This is the new great versus the all time great. New great referring to Patrick Mahomes, who's a quarterback of the Kansas City Chiefs, and he did. And he did win to Super Bowl last year and won. I mean, he's a great, he's a young quarterback. He's very talented. He's very good. He's very good. I got to say that. But they didn't win the Super Bowl. And does he have the potential to surpass Brady in terms of um, Super Bowl titles? I think so. I think so. But if Tom Brady keeps winning, that legacy is going to be... That legacy is gonna be the permeating status for out the I would say for a century at least. Me. Does it sound a bit exaggerating? Yeah, maybe, but uh, many people don't wear that many um Super Bowl titles, let's just be real. The previous grade had only four. This one is seven. No, go figure. Um, so that's what happens. I saw the game. Um, the nervousness of the Kansas City Chiefs is very apparent. They made so much blunders and passes. That's what I can say about that. I mean, they are great. They both of them are great teams. All right, I'm not gonna say you know one of them suck. No, I just I will not say that. They both are great teams. Okay. But it's just that the Buccaneers played better. And it was talking around that Patrick Mahomes was injured. Yeah, that that's that's not great for them. That's a big liability. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm not gonna look into that because that's not my specialty. But someone in the comments, you could tell me about it. You can educate me more on this whole Patrick Mahomes thing. You know. Was he injured? I could look that up, but you know, some sources are junk. Maybe an insider could tell me that. Was he really injured? Now then that means that means yeah, that means that was a that was a Tom Brady win from the beginning. I mean he only had a couple scores in, but 31 to 9, yeah, that's a big beating. Alright, enough of the football talk. Now this is what I want to get into. The weekend halftime show. This is what I want to get into. It was very memeable, especially the part when it looked like he was just going everywhere, lost and aimless at the lights. So that's what we, you know, uh, signal he was getting to the blinding lights. To me, that's my most favorite weekend song, Blinding Lights. And that's one of his, that, that one's like his hits. Blinding I, I actually love that song. Had that 80s feel that the fast pace excitement and this is when of course this is his gory his gorgeous him going crazy fast I mean I like that stuff um 
It was a great performance. Of course, there were so many haters. I mean, so many haters. I'm not surprised. From all over. Say, oh, it wasn't that great. People felt lost and confused. I mean, he got memed about saying this is what IT, this is what had to deal with talking to IT. Yeah, some of it was laughable. Some of it was very, very laughable. But I'm just saying, man, so much haters. I thought it was a creative performance. I thought it was a very good performance. I mean, he had to spend seven million of his own money, okay? Just to do some of the things he wanted to do. He originally wanted to do um coming down for the that um interest coming down for the hooker like Diana Ross did. But you know, he said um me well he well this is what he said. He said he couldn't afford it. His words, not mine. Not mine, okay? Those are his words on that one. So it's just it was a great performance. I would like to see that. Oh, of course I would love to see that. <laughs> You know, you always get what you want. So, I mean, you know, him dancing and the people maxed up, all taped up, making fun of um, famous people who uh, get plastic surgeries for vain reasons to quote unquote perfect their physical image and to please others. I mean, beauty is temporary. But this technology, even though you can stay beautiful forever, doesn't mean you'll live forever. You know, life could be taken away just like that. Okay, you don't know when we're gonna die. That's some. That is something that only an entity much greater than us has a clear answer to. And yes, I'm referring to God. Okay, so don't think I'm implying. I'm telling you. Okay. You know, people want to live forever. You could try to pursue. You could try to do that. But it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. We're organic beings. We're born. We go to struggle. We grow. Then we rot. Die. Does that sound harsh? Yeah, I know that sounds harsh and dark, but yeah. And, and not all human beings go through that. It is born and grow and just die because of a horrific um, incident, which is unfortunate. It's tragic. But I think that was his message. I'm going off the tangent here, but I think that was his message. Um, great singer. At first, I didn't like his music. I ain't gonna lie. I wasn't, you know, he eventually grew on me the weekend. And I read about some of his uh, personal life, his struggles he had to go through. Uh, he was a thief. He was homeless. He's Canadian native, by the way. He wasn't born in America. Um, he had to go couch to couch. He deceived one woman at one point. I mean... That's not right what he did there. But that's what happens when you're in a very compromised situation. You know, it's harder to be moral when you're in a very compromised situation. That's a, that's a fact. And he obviously proved that with his own personal struggles he had to go through before he became a very successful artist that he is today. I'm not going to go too deep into that because that's not one I want to talk about. I'm just going to talk about his performance. Great singer, did some dancing. Yeah, definitely not the best dancer, in my opinion. Well, that's definitely what J Lo uh, <laughs> did better at. Um, even though her, I mean, critics they call her performance slutty, and you know, promoting prostitution for young girls. Are they completely off? No, I don't think so. That's why um, you need. That's why parents need to be more vigilant. You know, but then again, you know, people make up their own minds. People are, res- you know, some people are resistant to those kind of influences, and we don't give enough people credit for that. That's why I believe I was one of them, but now I'm giving them more credit for it. So the weekend. Great concert, great performance. I was definitely happy about it. 
of course, you know, the whole ads, I ain't gonna talk about the ads, because some of them were great and funny, you know, and some of them were, well, yeah, I did not see as much wokeness as the conservatives were saying, just go about the ads, I didn't see as much wokeness. You know, unlike a lot of commercials, oh, but NBA, oh, there was so much wokeness on that one. And then again, I don't watch NBA. Hey, you know, you know, one of my young girls just got me to NBA, which is weird. I didn't think I was going to get back into NBA because of, maybe because of the trolling, you know, the immature stuff that makes it fun. Well, not because of the basketball and all of that. Um, sadly, the Golden State Warriors, not as crazy as used to be, in my opinion. Kevin Durant going to the Brooklyn Nets. I don't know where he's at now. I don't keep up with NBA. But NFL always always got into the, the Super Bowl, mostly because of the ads, halftime performance. Eh, football a little bit. I mean, you know. Maybe football, if it's good enough. But after two quarters, nothing good happens, and that's why I tune out. I just wait for that time show to just call it, call it a night. Yeah, I love the festivities and the commercials and that more than the game itself. I'm going to be honest with you there. But the weekend, he did such a great performance. I like the, like the whole choir setup. That was also very, very lovely. I mean, I think it was great. I think it was a very great performance, especially when they they took over the field for the second. A lot of people masked up. Very good, very good to say. It's very good. It's a very good performance. Um, But but for next year, I want something the next level, something that shatters boundaries. That's my only criticism. It didn't shatter much boundaries for me. That's only criticism I have to say. But other than that, very great, very great. If I'm gonna rate it from scale one to ten, I would give it an eight. Because it wasn't groundbreaking, it wasn't shattering. Um only one of the most critical of just that whole lights thing. But I get it. That's why I just give it 0.5 on that. So Alrighty then, so this is it. Enjoy your Valentine's Day and have a good day or night for whatever part of the world you come from, man. God bless.